you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. What a great presence of the Lord we feel in the house tonight. Thank you for standing with me across the building. I so enjoy the worship service, but nothing is any more important than the Word of God. And I am honored tonight to bring our friend, he's no stranger, he preached for us a year or two ago, I do believe, but it has been a little while. He pastors in Evansville, Indiana, and uh, their church is just thriving and growing and doing wonderful. And he is a friend of many, but he is a true friend. And... I concur with Brother Fields. If a man finds two or three friends, he is he's doing pretty good in life. And it is my honor tonight to bring our friend to this pulpit. He did not have a year to prepare, and neither did he need it. But I called him yesterday because of sickness that led to the cancellation of evangelist Josh Herring. And I was in a bind. And I called my friend, and he said, I will be there, and we'll be glad to be there. And I look forward to fellowshipping with them. But it is an honor tonight. He is a preacher of preachers. If you've never met him, you may laugh a couple of times in his message tonight, but one thing for sure, you'll know this man walks with the Lord. Would you put your hands together and welcome Pastor James Maroney from Evansville, Indiana. Well, let's clap our hands to the Lord Jesus. Come on, he's worthy of the highest praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. You know how I know the Holy Ghost is here? Because you didn't let snow or ice or bad weather keep you from a good spirit of revival. Some of you said, I'm going to show up because I know God's going to show up. When I show up and God shows up, we're going to have revival. Amen. So enjoyed that music and that choir as always. I want to say it's an honor and a privilege for uh, me to be here. My wife and my boys were able to join me. And uh, this is a, a little bit of a trip, but we, we gave them the, uh, the option of staying at home and then going to school tomorrow. And so the Holy Ghost swept into the room. There was weeping and tongues and interpretation, and here they are. But we are glad to be here 
today with you. We honor Pastor and Sister Jordan, their incredible family. Let's give them a great big round of applause. We love and appreciate them very much. I have to share this with you real quick before we get into the Word of God tonight. But let me tell you what, what true friends do. True friends, he could say all day long that true friends will drive when they get out of church and, and drive up, you know, through the snow and the blizzard and the storm to come preach in a Holy Ghost atmosphere. Yeah, that's really a struggle. That's not a struggle. But to come to the hospital when you think your friend is dying or something, I don't know what was going on with me. They thought I had AFib or was having a heart attack or I don't know. It wasn't any of that. Um, but they, they came to the hospital, and they were there with us till, what, 3 o'clock in the morning until I was okay. Now, that's true friendship. We appreciate them very, very much. We love them. And can't say enough good about this family. The Lytles, great friends of ours. We love and appreciate it. I text him at 6 o'clock. I said, if you really love me, you'll have a Starbucks here waiting on me. I got no response whatsoever. So I don't know. Anyway, but it's good to be here with every single one of you. Good to have Abby with us, Abby Parker. Let's give Abby. This is my saint, my church. We love her very much and her family. Her mom and dad, when they found out we were going to be here, uh, they were very jealous. They wanted to come, but uh, it's just the way that it worked out. So you'll get to see them and meet them soon if you haven't already. Wonderful folks. Amen. But it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do tonight. Anybody else know God's not finished with this service? The Holy Ghost is here. Now I'm going to tell you something. I didn't drive three hours so we could just go through a little bit of stuff and then go home and go eat. No, no, no. We're going to see God do something in this house shake the foundation of hell and watch all of heaven be loose tonight. Come on, I want you to put your hands together. Worship God because He is in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you will turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter number 10. Amen. Beginning with verse number 7. I want to read from the Word of the Lord tonight. I'm excited about what God is going to do in this place. Joshua, chapter 10. Beginning with verse number 7. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. I love this next part. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Now, just so you know, I I prayed immediately when God moved on Brother Jordan's heart to call me. I said, God, what do you want me to preach to this church? And the Lord told me what to preach to this church. And I'm going to read that part again because you have to hear it. There shall not a man of them stand before. There shall not a man, not one man. Stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. Somebody say all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gideon. 
and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Aran and smote them at Ezekiah and unto Mekedah. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel, were in the going down to Beth Aran, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them to Ezekiah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with a sword. See, no matter what you think about you and how awesome you are, God can always do more than you. You just ought to let the Lord fight your battle sometime because he's going to do more than you. And then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. He said in the sight of Israel, now watch this. He said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about the whole day. Last verse. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Now, if I get this right, y'all been praying and fasting, right? There was no day before that like it, and there was no day after it like it that the Lord listened to the voice of a man. I believe that tonight is the night. This is weird because we don't have, you know, not everybody's here. There's snow and ice on the ground. It's been difficult for people to get here. But I believe that there is no day like right now. There is no time like right now. And God is going to do something fantastic. God is going to do something amazing and fantastic in this house. I want to talk to you with the help of the Lord tonight for the next few moments. Son, stand still. Very simply, son, stand still. Would you lift your hands, lift your voice. Everybody help me pray right now. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the power. I thank you for the Spirit of God that has swept into this room. God, I pray that you hear your people as you have heard your people. God, hear us and let us be sensitive to your spirit, to hear your voice, that your word would go forth and your people would receive it. I pray you help our spirits and our hearts receive it. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. I wonder if you could clap your hands abundantly to the Lord before you're seated tonight. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing and worshiping the Lord tonight. So tonight I'm going to share with you a very famous story from the book of Joshua chapter 10, one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. It's a very obscure miracle, if you will. Not a lot of people preach about it often. I'm sure maybe you've heard about it, but it is phenomenal. And you will see just in just a moment how phenomenal that it really is. God is going to do, I believe, in this service tonight a magnificent 
a phenomenal, a magnanimous, a gargantuan miracle in the lives of this church tonight. I believe that God is going to do, I'm going to go ahead and speak it in advance. God is going to absolutely do unthinkable things in your life tonight. And the reason why I believe that is because this is not an ordinary church. This is a sun stand still church. Come on, does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? You may not understand exactly what that means right now, but you will in just a moment because this is a church that over and over and over they have seen and witnessed God do miraculous things in their lives. Outstanding, incomprehensible things. But did you know that you can get used to that? Before we get all excited about what God is going to do, I want us to recognize what God has already done. Let me take a minute and just put it in perspective for you. So my wife and I, when we were evangelizing, we had been married for just a bit. I don't know, maybe we had just started pastoring, I don't remember exactly when it was specifically, but I had a friend who he and his parents owned a fireworks tent. And so my wife and I was asked to go and and man a fireworks tent. Anybody here, let me see the hand of anybody that's ever worked a fireworks tent. Dear Jesus, see? You, you, you know, you've been there, all right? You've done that. And so I'll never forget we were pushed into a place in Lexington, Tennessee. They said, they didn't give us the pick. Where do you want to go? They said, we need you in Lexington, Tennessee. So I thought, well, that that sounds okay. We go to Lexington, Tennessee, and there's a fireworks tent there. It's all set up, ready to go. My wife and I pull our trailer down there. We set up. We're ready to go sell fireworks in this fireworks tent. And and I learned something there. Now, here we are, fireworks tents all over the United States. You can buy bottle rockets there and explosives, nothing new. But but working at a fireworks stand in the low country of Tennessee, you meet some very interesting characters. And this may not make sense to, to, to some of you, I don't know, but but you see every every conceivable variety of mullet. And 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 every conceivable variety of NASCAR t-shirt that has ever been created. And you would think that for a young adult or a young person working in a fireworks tent that that would be the the ideal job, you know, selling explosives. That's just amazing what fun that would be. Who doesn't love fireworks? But here's the deal. After you've had dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people with mullets and NASCAR shirts coming and they come to the fireworks stand and they walk up to the table and and Brother Lytle, they ask you the same question over and over again. And, And I'm sure some of you, you may have done this, but they walk up and they ask you the same question. What does that do? And then they go down to another one. What does that do? And then they go to another table. What does that do? At one point, I wanted to just scream at the top of my lungs for crying out loud. It blows up. That's what anything in this tent does. They blow up. 
Some blow up big, some blow up small. But at the end of the day, buddy, they all blow up. So every 4th of July, my boys, they want to buy fireworks. They want to go out and set off fireworks. And you know who buys the fireworks in my family? Not me. Because I'm sick of fireworks. My wife goes and buys the fireworks. She comes home with things that blow up. That's what they do. They're not, you know, because here's the thing. After you've seen fireworks, they're just not really that impressive anymore. I mean, I've gone down to the river, and I've watched them in Louisville, and they set off the big thing, and then, and then you go to Evansville, and they set off the, that's where we are now, and so they set off the fireworks, and they're all, but you know, after a while, folks, those fireworks just don't get real impressive anymore, and I've learned the problem is, is that I just got too familiar with the fireworks. And I'm going to tell you a problem in our movement today is that we are so spoiled rotten that we get too familiar with the fireworks. I've come to preach to somebody today that nothing that God has ever done and nothing that he will ever do will ever be too amazing for me. He's always amazing. Come on, somebody. He's always on time. I want you to put your hands together and shout hallelujah. The things that make us say ooh and the things that make us say ah, God is still doing those things. It may have been a while since you've seen somebody raised from the dead, but in a sun stand still church, that's what God is going to do for you. God is still a miracle working God. So one of the things that I asked the Lord, Brother Jordan, if he would help me with today is just to help and stand back and look and see what the fireworks, what they really are. I asked God later on as I was growing in this thing, I said, God, I never want to get familiar with the fireworks. We always have to take something to the next level. we got to take this to the next level and that to the next level to try to impress this culture and the next generation. But I want to tell you something, folks. Nothing beats good old-fashioned prayer and fasting. That's where miracles happen. You want to get in touch with the Holy Ghost? Learn how to pray. Learn how to fast. Learn how to get into the Word. I wish somebody would help me preach. I don't need somebody to preach a special message. I need to get in touch with God for myself. Come on, somebody put your hands together and shout hallelujah. To see a move of God in this church, we cannot get familiar with the fireworks. Joshua 10 and 7, I love this passage of Scripture because in so many ways it's a story of my life. In so many ways, it's a story of Pastor Jordan's life. Perhaps every minister in this church, the last few services at home, I can't say the first of the year, our theme for the year is taking new territory. And I cannot get out of the book of Joshua. I've tried to get out of the book of Joshua. And the Lord keeps sending me right back here because I know we're taking new territory in 2019. Places that we've never seen before. Listen, you can get so comfortable with where you've been that you forget where it is you're going. I believe in that kind of faith. And today I want to talk to you about the kind of faith and the kind of prayers. I'm going to challenge you today regarding your family, regarding your character, regarding your health, your ministry. I believe that it is not reserved for the super Christianity A-list. I believe that everybody here has the opportunity. 
to get what you need from God. Hey, somebody better hear me tonight. God is getting put out with us sitting back making excuses why we can't be used by him. God is tired of our list of reasons why we can't. He wants you and I to focus on why we can. I can do it. It's not reserved for the special folks. I believe that what I'm talking to you about tonight, I'm going to read it to you. and I'm going to kind of backfill it just a little bit, give you some context around it. So don't get too uncomfortable if you don't understand everything yet because you're going to understand. By the time this message is over, I believe that God is going to do some sun stand still miracles in this church tonight. Before I read this, I want you to really engage your mind, engage your heart, your spirit in what I'm about to share. I want you to to get the need, the objective, the goal in your mind that God is calling you as a church. I'm not just preaching to an individual right now. I'm talking to the whole church. You need the goal in your mind of where you're going to go in this church. You built a brand new beautiful building. I love this. I want to take it home, put it right down the middle of Evansville. Don't I, Abby? Abby knows. It's going to be a beautiful church with no stairs. I don't like stairs. Stairs aren't good for fat people. But you've got to get the goal in your mind of where you're going to go in this church. Now, now I've been praying, and it's not that I would just be able to preach a good sermon tonight. That's not what I want to do. But I want to be able tonight to be the catalyst that God would use to inspire you to believe God for the impossible situations in your life. See, here's the thing. I don't believe that Jesus saved you just so you could survive in the world. I believe that Jesus saved you so that with his power, you could change the world. God is so tired of us having a survivor mentality. I'm not in this just to survive, but I'm in this to get on top. In the Holy Ghost. I'm on this to go through every valley with courage in my heart and to climb to the top of the mountain and watch what God does from there. Come on, somebody, clap your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. See, too many people, too many Christians, too many believers who love God They have settled into comfortable complacency. They have settled into that lull of their life. They have settled into that place where they're just happy coming to church two or three times a week and never doing anything great for God. We have been lulled into low expectation for far too long. We are a movement that believes in a God that can make the sun stand still. And yet every day when we get up in the morning, we pray the feeblest of prayers to God kind of faith I want to talk to you about. Sun stands still faith. It believes that God can do impossible things. To him it's ordinary. To you it seems impossible. 
So in Joshua 10, 7 and 8, we read it. Joshua ascended from Gilgal. He and all the people of war with him, mighty men of valor. The Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not. He said, for I have delivered them into thine hand. And then he said this, there shall not, I love this, a man of them stand before you. Now right there, you've already got the answer. That's it right there. That's the cliff notes. That's the answer. Not a man's going to stand. I don't know what I'm going to do in this situation. Not a man's going to stand. Doctor told me I had cancer. Not a man's going to stand. I don't get along with my in-laws. Not a man's going to stand. I don't get along with my boss. Not a man's going to stand. I feel like people in my school are coming against me. Not a man's going to stand. My neighbor, he wants to run me out of town. Not a man's going to stand. I've got temptation coming against me. Not a man is going to stand. Because if God be for you, who in the world can be against you? I wish apostolics would get a hold of that truth and understand that everything you go through, God has been there first. There is not a man that will stand before you. When they come up against you for the growth of your church, you need to quote that. Not a man is going to stand. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to say, not a man is going to stand. Not a man's going to stand. Come on, we need to stop right here for a minute. Not a man is going to stand. Not a man is going to stand. There ain't a devil in hell is going to prosper against you. God said, I have given them into your hand. I love it. He said, I have given them into your hand. But the interesting thing was the battle hadn't even started yet. You all don't even understand that you serve a God that puts the enemy in your hand before the battle even starts. It ain't even started yet. And he's up. It hadn't even started. And you've already got the enemy in your hand. I wish you would praise him like you love him. I wish you would praise him like you believe in him. I wish you would worship him. Oh, come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hey, you serve a God who speaks about the battles that you are presently fighting in past tense. He's already done it. It's already happened. The miracle has already happened. It's past tense. But how can that be? I'm going through it now. You're going through it now on your timetable. But on God's timetable. He's already been there and defeated cancer. He's already been there and killed the devils in your life. Come on. He's already done it. I've come, to, I've come to realize, Brother Jordan, that it's not God that I have the problem with. It's me that I have the problem with. I, if I could get out of me for a while. But it's all about me. It's all about me. Right? It's all about me. It's all about you. We live in a selfie generation. We live in a selfie, selfish culture. It's all about what social media thinks about us. 
I said this this morning at my church, and it just makes my blood run red hot. We are in a bad shape when we care more about what our culture and social is, social societies think about us when we fail than what God thinks about us when we fail. I want God to see how picture perfect my family is on social media, but yet we're about to get a divorce and my kids are backslid. I want you to hear what I'm saying. You better care about what God thinks about you. Oh, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, help us to detach from our culture. Help us to detach. I'm not going to be a part of a generation that puts on a front and puts on a fake. I want you to know that it is okay to not be okay. It is okay to come to an altar and say, God, I know what you think about me, and that's all that matters. Come on, I'm praying that God is doing some work in here tonight. Some of you need to unplug. Some of you need to unplug. You need to detach from those things in your life that take your eyes off of Jesus. Jesus. God. Help me to stop looking at things from my vantage point and his vantage point and her vantage point. God, help me to see things from your vantage point. Lift your hands and love him right now. Come on, everybody, all across this place. God, how do you see me? God, how do you see me? Come on, let God do it right now. Let God do it right now. Hallelujah. Jesus. Clap your hands to him one more time. Hallelujah. Now, now I want you to know, anybody that says the Bible is boring, they don't have a clue. They're clueless. The Bible is anything but boring. We're talking about, the Bible says that as they went to war, the Bible says that God caused hailstones to fall out of heaven. And he used the hailstones to kill the enemy. And the Bible says, therefore, more died by the hailstones that God sent down than Israel killed with the sword. I just feel like that I'm all alone in this thing. I just wonder when God's going to join me in the fight. Honey, God's already joined you in the fight. If you get your eyes off your problem and look around, there's hailstones falling all around you. God's done more miracles for you than you can ever do for yourself. You put your faith in your sword for way too long. You better start trusting in a God that can rain ice from heaven. You know why that happened for them? Because they had the favor of God. And God could do more through you with his favor than you could ever do for yourself. Now, in verse 12, here's the verse that really sums up the, the way I want to live my life. And we need to pray and seek 
these kind of miracles that God that God wants to show us and, and He wants His church to see firsthand. Look at verse number 12. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said, in the sight of Israel, Joshua, praise this prayer. Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. Now you got to go here with me. Only 14 words in the King James Version. We go the other versions and it'll be different. But in the King James Version, only 14 words. But those 14 words had cosmic consequence. I'm fixing to change the way some of y'all pray right now. Oh, that's good, Pastor Barodi, but that was Joshua. He was awesome. Let me tell you something about Joshua. Joshua didn't realize, and I'm sure the smart kids in the room have already figured it out, is that the sun doesn't stand still. It can't. The planets revolve around the sun. The sun just sits there and burns. And so therefore, the sun doesn't stand still. To get the sun to look like it stands still, the earth, The earth itself has to stand still. Because see, oh, no, wait a minute. But if the, if the earth stands still, then that means that everything on this planet was affected by one man's prayer. I don't know if God's going to hear my prayer. 14 words, and the sun stood still. Better, the earth stood still. And you know what's amazing about it? Is that Joshua had no idea what he was asking. All he knew is that as long as there's light, we can win. But if we move into darkness, we're going to lose. So all I know is how to pray a good old country boy prayer and say, Lord, if that light goes down, we lose. Keep the light right where it's at. Now, if you think that God can do that for somebody that doesn't even know what he's asking, oh, we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. I wish I had an apostolic or two that would shout unto God and let him know that your prayers make a difference in your world. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You don't know what you did just then. I want somebody to hear me right now. You don't understand what it is you're praying. You think you're praying for God to be with you today. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, God, we, we do this. We get up every morning. Oh, God, be with me today. You know what God does? He goes, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm the creator of the entire universe. I feel everything. See that corner over there? I feel that. See that sound booth? I feel that. But you, bless your little pee-picking heart, you're going to pray, God, be with me today. You know what we do? 
Abby, here's what we do. We pray, God, be with me today. And we think that's, that's a real big job for God. Let me tell you something about God and your prayers. If your prayers are not intimidating to you, they are insulting to God. Come on, somebody. You didn't hear me. I said, if your prayers don't intimidate you, then they are insulting to God. God is a big God. He can handle your cancer any day of the week. He can handle your family problem any day of the week. He can handle your finances every second of every day. God can handle it. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I wish somebody would shout. I wish somebody would get the victory in the house tonight. God wants us to get it in our spirit that there is no prayer too big for God. There is no problem too high. Come on, come on, come on. Joshua said, I want the whole world to know that it was God that gave us victory. See, what Joshua did know was this, is that when the victory started coming, God had to get the glory. And the way for the whole world to know that God was in control is for the earth to stop moving in its rotation. And everybody that looked up at the sun said, hey, how come the sun isn't going down? They didn't know what was happening, but Joshua knew what was happening. Your family doesn't know what's happening in your life. People in the church may not know what's happening in your life, but I want somebody to pray a prayer right now with me. A sun stand still prayer. God! Come on, I want you to worship him right now. Come on, somebody worship him right now. When, when are we going to get to a place in our relationship with God where we start praying big things? Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you, you need an outright miracle in your marriage right now. Some of you, you need them backslidden kids to come back to church and pray back through right now. Some of you have a spouse that is on the edge of committing suicide, but God is going to... Hey, hey, listen to me. A few weeks ago, a girl came in our church with her husband, sat back on this side in the back, right in the middle of me preaching. I looked back there, and I don't even know what, I know what, what it was, but it just, just came out of my mouth. I said, some of you came here today. I said, just last night, you thought about ending your life, but God brought you here today to save your life. That's all I said. So that night, or that day rather, she came up to the front and she got filled with the Holy Ghost or refilled actually because she was a backslider. Got refilled with the Holy Ghost. I'd never seen her before, never met her before. And then from what I'm told, she got on social media, on Facebook and did a big post, a big video post. And she said, I have to testify about a church I went to where the preacher did not know me. And he did not know my name. He didn't know my situation. He said, I went there on a Sunday. But he said, Friday, I brought enough alcohol to end my life. 
She said, I was going to drink myself into oblivion because I'm tired. I'm tired of everything. I'm tired of all this and I'm tired of all that. And she went into this big long list of what she was tired of. She said, but when I went to that church and the preacher preached right at me and said, you were going to end your life. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about a God that knows your situation better than anybody else. How dare we come in and we're afraid to talk to God. We're afraid to worship Him. We're afraid to pray. We're afraid to cast all of our cares Come on, somebody, worship, 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 worship. Sun, stand still. Sun, stand still. Hey! Listen to me. If the size of your need seems too big for you, it is just the right size for God. I'm going to tell you what I felt in the Holy Ghost. Coming up here in my spirit and praying after I was asked by Brother Jordan, Pastor Jordan, to come pray or to come preach to this church. I started praying in my spirit, God, I want you to preach. I want you to preach through me a message and let me preach to them something that will let this church know where they are on the scale of things. So you need to listen good. I'm not saying this to, to cheerlead you. If I didn't believe this, and this has got nothing to do with the fact that your pastor and his family are our close friends. I'm telling you this because I believe this in the Holy Ghost. There's very few people in this church that realize where you are on the radar of the Spirit of God. See, see, we can get, look, look, don't get familiar with the fireworks. Don't get familiar with the firework because there's some things that have to be. Why do you think that every time you go to have revival, there's an attack? Why do you think that every time you talk about planting a church or building a building that there's an attack? Why is pastor's wife going to the hospital? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Let me tell you why it's happening. Because the devil knows that if you ever pray, sun stand still. The devil knows that if this church ever prays, sun stands still, it's going to rock this world. It's going to rock this world. Come on, somebody. I want you to rejoice. You need to know who you are in the Holy Ghost. I curse every enemy. I curse every adversary. I curse the devil. The enemy is falling at your feet. There shall not a man stand before you. Hey, if the Lord has to stop the planet to give you revival, that's what he's going to do. Come on, if God has to stop the planet from spinning to give you victory, that's what he's going to do. Come on, worship. Come on, somebody needs to step out. Somebody in the back needs to step out. Somebody needs to say, hey, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Some of you need to pray through right now. I know you've been praying for 40 days, but some of you need to throw your hands up and say, God, I'm in. God, I'm in. Count me in. Count me in. Come on, I want you to lay hands on one another right now. I want you to let the Holy Ghost lead you. Come on, that's what we do in Evansville. You let the Holy Ghost lead you and pray for each other right now. Come on, that's how we do it back home. Saints minister to one another. Pray for one another. Build each other up. Your son is standing still tonight. Your son is standing still tonight. Come on, you don't realize what your prayers are doing. You don't understand what you just prayed. You don't know what you just said, but God knows what you just said. I need this miracle. I need it. 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 Come on, I feel something loosening in the spirit. There is a great loosening. There is a great loosening in the Holy Ghost. Come on, every minister of the gospel, I want you to lift your hands right now and shake the restraints off of your hands. You are no longer restrained. You are no longer restrained. You are no longer held hostage. It doesn't matter what your struggle is or what you've been through. Shake loose. Shake loose. Shake loose. Come on, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. No one shall stand before you. No man shall stand before you. No man shall stand before you. Sun stand still. Sun stand still. Sun stand still.
Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. God's working a miracle right now. God's working a miracle right now. Bind us together. Bind us together. Pray with one another. Worship with one another. Come on, family. 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 break out in your personal life. Come on, let revival break out in your home. I command revival to break out in your home in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, you need to get it tonight. You need to pray through. You need to get it tonight. Come on, heal it in Jesus' name.
Come on. Free their minds. Free their spirit right now. Come on. Free their mind. Free their spirit. Jesus, yes, yes. Come on, pray, pray. Keep praying. Keep praying. God's feeling people. God's touching people. Come on, there's nothing you've done that's too hard for God. Nothing he can't forgive. 
nothing he can't do. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Listen to me. We're going to pray. We're going to pray something here in just a second. And I want us to all do it collectively. I know, and I've been feeling this for the last few minutes in this service, but there's some people here tonight. You've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for things. And these things haven't happened yet. And you're, you're wanting what everybody else seems to be getting. And I want you to know that's normal. That's normal to feel like that. But you need to understand that the earth did not stop moving around the sun because Joshua was someone special. He was special because he was God's. He belonged to God. But not because he was super smart, not because he was the best of the best. Joshua did some things wrong. He made alliances with people he should never have made alliances with. Joshua did some not good things. But I want you to hear me right now. The reason why that God caused the sun to stand still in Joshua's situation is because God knew Joshua's heart. That even if, now I want you to listen very carefully. Sometimes we have this, if you'll allow me to put it this way, Sometimes, Pastor Jordan, we have a I just hit the lottery mentality when it comes to God. God answers a prayer and we're like, wow, this is great, I'm lucky. No. 
The only reason why he made the sun stand still for Joshua is because he knew that even if the sun did not stand still, Joshua was prepared to fight all night. Joshua didn't say, Lord, I need the sun to stand still because if not, we're going to die. No, he said, sun, stand still. And that's it. And if it doesn't, somebody shout, if it doesn't, I'm still going to fight all night. When you have, when you have a I'm still going to fight all night mentality, God knows you're serious. And God will step in and answer the prayer that you've been praying. So I want you to lift your hands as a church one more time. And I want you to pray it. And every time from this moment forward for the rest of your life, when you have something to ask God, you need to start off by saying, Son, stand still. Come on, I want you to pray it. I don't care what the need is. If it's a need in your body, your marriage, your finances, I don't care what it is. Come on, pray it. Son, stand still. Son, stand still and heal my marriage. Son, stand still and touch my finances. Son, stand still and heal my body. And even if it doesn't happen, I'm going to stay in my marriage. I'm going to stay in those finances. I'm going to come on, somebody. I'm going to continue to pray for a healing and a miracle. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm the called of God. I'm the chosen. I may not be the smartest. I may not be the best. But God, you can answer my prayer. Come on, I feel like telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, you came to this service and you was about to give up. But you're not going to give up now. You're not going to give up now. You're not going to quit. You're not going to quit. Somebody here tonight was about ready to throw their hands up and say, I'm quitting church. I'm not coming back to God. He hasn't done anything for me. But now God has put something in your spirit that you know how to pray like you've never prayed before. Come on, pray, pray. Don't stop, don't stop. Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost is here. Come on. I'm going to fight all night. I'm going to fight all night if I have to. I need you to pray right now. Come on, I need you to pray right now. No, no, no. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. I want you to lift your hands right now. Lift your hands. Lift your face up to the heavens. Lift your face up to the heavens. 
Come on, there's a load that God does not want you carrying anymore. God is releasing this load from off of your shoulders right now. I don't understand. I don't know what's happening, but here's what I do know. I do know that God is wanting to make the sun stand still in your situation. And you need to choose and decide right now that you're going to fight all night long no matter what. No matter what, I'm going to turn and face God. I'm not going to run from Him. I'm going to face Him. Come on, God is calling you out right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift this load. Lift this load right now. Show Him, God. Show Him, God. Show Him. church come on church remember who you are come on CLC remember who you are where are you on God's map where are you on God's radar who are you you are his I'm not going to be bound I'm not going to be held hostage. I am no longer held hostage. I am no longer a hostage. I am set free. Come on, lift your hands. Freedom. Come on, lift your hands. Freedom. Some of you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to get desperate right now. Some of you need to say, God, you have to do this. God, you have to do this. You have to do it. I want the world to know how powerful you are. Sun stand still. Sun stand still. Sun stand still. Come on, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. It's not about you. It's not about your hang-up. Yeah, that's it. Go ahead. Come on, go ahead. Not about you. It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you.
That's it, that's it, that's it. You're going to leave here and the sun is going to stand still. You're going to leave here and you're going to see the miracle happen. You're going to leave this place. You're going to go back home and the miracle's going to happen. It's already happened. God's already been there. He's already taken care of. Yes.